1: Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Renegade Millionaire Show. This is your host, Winnie Sun, welcoming you from beautiful Venice Beach here in TuneIn Studios. It is a hot summer day again, but we are excited to be here because today's guest is someone I've been looking forward to speaking with for a couple weeks now. As you know, I'm financial advisor and managing partner at Sun Group World Partners here in beautiful SoCal, And you can take a moment to follow me on Twitter because, you know, I'll let you know when I'm on CNBC again and you can follow my posts on Forbes. If you didn't get a chance to take a look at my Forbes post, I just finished a piece and uploaded it on Forbes.com, my piece on my very good friend, Randy Jackson. So take a look. I hope you enjoy it. And with that, I'm super excited to introduce you to my new friend, Daphne Wayans, who I gotta tell you, she walked in the studio, she is absolutely stunning. (laughs) Um, I knew that she would be stunning from doing research on her, but I didn't know uh, actually, my content producer, my good friend Susie, said, "You know, when you see her, you're not going to be able to take your eyes off her. It's, like, it's going to be the weirdest thing." I'm like, "What are you talking about? I'm a mom, and she's a mom. I mean, we're just going to talk like moms." He's like, no, just trust me. I'm like, and now that I've seen you, I understand why. <laughs> thank you for that, Susie. <laughs> and yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show thank today. You for having me, we're really excited. So let's talk. I mean, you know, as a mom of three. Um, my kids, I have three, mm-hmm. uh, six and under. And there are days where it's just I don't know how I juggle at all, um, being a working mom and having children. But I can only imagine what it was and is like for you. Because, Daphne, you have five beautiful babies. Yes. They're not babies anymore, but five beautiful. I call them
0: babies. We <laughs> call them babies forever until I say
1: stop. <laughs> and, and you... And on top of that, you had one of the most difficult jobs, I think, on the planet, meaning that you were a spouse of a full-blown Hollywood heavyweight. Yes. Um, a gentleman that I don't even know who he is. Maybe you could tell
0: us who he was. Mm-hmm. Well, who he is and who he <laughs> was. He was my husband. <laughs> was ben, as we call him. And who he is and was, is Keenan Ivory Wayans. And uh, I guess you were you met, I, I read the bio, I thought it was so sweet. You met at such a young age. Yes. Right? At the time, I didn't think it was young, because when you're young, you don't necessarily know. Um, but in hindsight, I could see that was very young, because I look at my children, I'm like, oh, my God. If you, <laughs> if you were in this situation, I'd be having a hard time. <laughs> and I can only call it um, a sort of destiny, like we had something to do together. Um But yes, we met at a very young age, and he was already, um, you know, uh, getting very well into his career, and he was just, uh, before he started, his uh, big project in Living Color, which everyone heard of, and I always say... Oh, a
1: little show called Living Color.
0: A little show called Living (laughs) Color. Color. A few little people from there called... Uh, Jennifer Lopez and Jim Carrey and Jamie Foxx came from there, but um, I always say everyone knows, or at least has heard of. There's so many Wayans, has heard of uh, one or one a of, few the of them, right? They just confuse them all and clump them all into one of the Wayans. There are many other families, maybe like uh, you know the Jackson family is another one where you just go one of the Jacksons, right? Right. Very few families in this business that you can say that. So yes, he's Keenan Wayans, Keenan Ivory Wayans and um He's you a good
1: friend of yours.
0: Yeah, yeah. We're we, we had to reformat our family uh, post divorce. And so mean that's what I want to talk about today. I know that's a usually a subject people don't
1: like to talk about, but that's something we've asked Daphne to share with us because what I want to talk about which is something that us as parents struggle with all the time is we feel like not only is there a lot of social pressure to be a good parent, but at the end of the day, it doesn't who cares about what other people think? As a parent, we want to raise really solid, strong and kind uh, children yes. and you've been very successful in doing so not once not twice but five times <laughs> and what i found very remarkable is you, you started at such a young age mm-hmm. so there's there's kind of a brilliance there if you can kind of talk share with me i, I read your bio you grew up as an only child mm-hmm. how does an only child
0: raise five fabulous children well i like to say that i have 75 plus 80, roughly 80 years worth of parenting under my belt, even though I look young for, for that, um, because you raise them individually, even though you're gaining more and more experience as you have days, but they are individuals and you can't necessarily um, parent them as a group. You know what applies for one may not apply to the other because these are so true. these are not like uh, they're not like robots, y- right? They're not robots. They're not like boxes of things. They are beings, and and they have their own. They come with their own personalities, and they just come with their own their own beingness, right? And then you have yours, and then you have to find where you where you congeal and where you where you mesh, right? And um, I just had a few stable datums, like little things that sort of anchored me in the parenting because I didn't know, I didn't necessarily know what I was doing. I probably parent a, a little differently than my parents. My parents gave me like some very good, solid things to work with, but I was kind of doing it on my own. And I would just, I didn't know what to expect. I was a little bewildered at first. I just knew I was having <laughs> a baby. A baby. Right. And then I had a baby and I was like, whoa, like you're really here. Okay. Then what are we, I didn't know all the things that I'd have to figure out. And I still am having to figure them out. I'm having to figure out how to be a mother to children entering adulthood, That's which is scary. its own. It's like having a newborn baby again. I'm like, whoa, okay, here we are. It's not <laughs> over. You know, people tell you, oh, when they're 18, it's done. You're out of the house. It's so not done. It's so, You know, not when your heart's in- invested in that way. Right. Um, and you want to see them do well. And I noticed there are a few things that that I really want to change in the way west the Western world sort of parents, because it doesn't always parent them in a way that, that prepares them for adulthood. So that's another aspect I'm discovering just today.
1: Well, let me talk about that. So how old were you when you had your first child?
0: Mm, as a baby, I was 20. Wow,
1: that is young. I
0: mean, to, that's young by American standards, right?
1: It is young, though. But I'm,
0: I like that I had them young because... um. Now yeah. they look
1: like your brothers and sisters now.
0: Yeah, they look like that, but also <laughs> they really they're really really my friends. And we have like we really do things together as friends. That's interesting because I hear some parents will say, "Well,
1: I want to be their parent." Um, not necessarily their friend, but you've accomplished
0: both. I hear rumor is that you run a pretty tough household. I do in a in a kind of way that I make them a part of it. It's not me and them. It's us, right? This right. is us, and this is our home. And and um, people come over, and they're like, "God, you have so many rules." But it's like a, a mini town, you know. And if we don't <laughs> so have those village. things, it's like things aren't in order. But at the same time, when they go, God, you know, there's so many like things to know about this house. And I say there are so many people. And at the same time, they'll go, "God, it's so tranquil here. It's so nice and pleasant. It's not, it's you know, not things nice. don't run." You know, it's not like an anarchy society. And um, so at the same time that I'm able to achieve that, too, where it's, you know, it's like a a tranquil and peaceful home Mm -hmm. and it's fun and it's, um, you know, it's kind of a magical place. We call it the vortex because people never want to leave. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. We call it, I call it my sanctuary. Others call it like something, you know, it's like this thing they get stuck in. They're like, or Daphne land, they'll call it where they just can't get out, you know, and they don't want to also. But um, so that's really nice. But So your children, like
1: they love, they, I know, like I'm in agreement with you here as well. You know, I've been to different people's houses and their children are running all over the place. And my house is the same way in that I have three, like yours, I have three three boys Mm -hmm. under the age of six. Mm -hmm. But if you walk in the house, it's not crazy. The house doesn't look like war a war zone there's no markings on the wall and the children are nice and neat and well behaved and they listen when you talk to them that's right and i feel that that's a responsibility we have to our children
0: that's right because they feel safe that's right and they and they can predict what's going to happen and they start to know and take um responsibility for it and the other thing i find that people don't want to talk about that that for me is a successful action. Is all of that is done, and I've never once laid a finger on them. Exactly. Some people do that. Me too. I, I'm not a spanker. I'm not a hitter. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't do that, and I'm not doing that to my favorite people on earth. Mm-hmm. I just. I'm not cool with it. Right. And me too. I, I, yeah. I don't agree with it. At I don't all. know how to. I mean, some some people do it, and they have the reasons that do they do it, and it seems to work for them. But to me, it's even more. Of an accomplishment when I can say I have all of this um, agreement. T- it's not like you know, like even that they're being compliant. I make it in such. I'm able to give it to them in such a way that they want to be in harmony with it. You know, it's it's on their own volition. It's not like I've scared them into it, or, or it's a it mind them. trip, or they're afraid of. You know, it's under some kind of coercion. It's not that. It's um, very simple, and there are a few things I've always said to them. Um, one is, um, well, what do you think should I put them? I always make them responsible, and I say, what do you think should happen with that, or why would that be okay to not do? I mean, I have it, and this is a conversation I have literally every single day. So. Um, One of my children yesterday, if I can just share with you, yesterday she was um, in a funky mood about having to clean her space and keep her space space tidy. And I said, oh, okay. well, if you think the little thing I'm asking you to do is so difficult, let's just do the entire thing, every single corner, every single everything. And then she was still like, I'm like, who are you mad at? Who are you upset at? This is your space and it should be kept Nice, And once she started to see, like, that it wasn't really ideal, even she was a little bit, like, her attitude changed, and she was a little bit like, yeah, whoa, okay, I should, like, be more mindful of this. This is my Uh, space. Yeah, I I should be mindful of my space. I said, nothing else in the rest of the house looks like this, so why would this be okay? And then she started looking around, like, oh, okay, that's kind of gross. Or Yeah, and I said to her, (laughs) a little bit, more often is... Better than going long periods, then it's more work. And she could see that. And I said, so we're going to work on this every single day for just, you know, this amount of time. And then her attitude shifted about it after, like, three days of me going, okay, every day for two hours we're going to focus. That's kind of deep, Very, very focused, I right? I love this. But I just sat there and I just, you know, like was <laughs> doing my social media and i just give her orders. Check on this. Check on that. And I, I didn't ever get upset with her, but she was upset with me or the situation or something, and I asked, you know, what would you be doing instead, and how would you feel if I if I didn't take care of the other parts? Mm-hmm. And once she started to look at that, and I said, what if I just didn't take you to school, or I didn't, what if I didn't buy groceries, and you just came home, or <laughs> you, you went hungry. to take a shower, and there was no no water, and I was like, you know, angry that you wanted that. How would you feel? Mm-hmm. And I had to be me for a moment and then she could see like oh okay well i could see that and her attitude completely shifted about it how old is she that one is 11 i think well, that's, that's yeah yeah and then uh and then but i've done that with all of them so the others are like very willing so they don't wait for me to say something like the oldest right who would be the opposite the other end of the this baby um, or the youngest, she comes to me and she says, um, I'm going to go do whatever. Is Before I leave, is there anything you need my help with? Aww. And she originates that. She comes up with the idea herself, which is like, you know, as a mom, how much there is to do when someone says... Um, can I help? Right. And I never, ever deny their their help. I'll just think of something because I want to satisfy the other end of that, that the person is like reaching out and extending their help to you. So I'll go, yeah, I need uh, help with this. Can you help can, uh, do this? Even if it's the most simple thing, I never, ever say no. I always say yes, of course. And thank you so much. So I can like give them a lot of um show them a lot of gratitude that they like just thought of that on their own, and I always say thank you that I really appreciate that that was I appreciate you asking
1: that's incredible. well, let me ask him ask you one mom thing, one tip since I have you here. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to capitalize on this <laughs> yes, let me ask you this, having had five children and knowing that mine are young, what's your technique to time
0: out um, let's what do see. you do to discipline? Well, I wouldn't say, there, there are things I would say i take away, which is like phones and devices and things like that. My kids, are, that's what they're into. Or I won't extend, I won't give my help anymore. I won't give my help anymore and I'll put in a little more work to do to make up for that. And then I'll say, okay, these things are privileges. I take away the privileges more than, my kids aren't the age where I can do time out. Mm-hmm. But in a way, I do kind of do time out and I'll go, why don't you go for a walk and then let's talk or why don't we we're kind of beyond that. I've done it so much that at a certain point, you don't have to do that. You can just handle it more like a friend right. where you say, look, let's talk about this right now. Right. But when they were younger, I would say, why don't you go for a walk or I'm going to go for a walk or I'd say to them, this is. I don't know this part of parenting, so let me just think. I don't even know what I'm doing. And when I say that, it kind of chills out a situation. When I say I don't know what I'm doing as like to the oldest, I'd say I don't. I never parented a teenager. I never parented this age. So give me a moment to even think about how I feel because um, initially I want to feel this way about it. And so my kids got to the point where especially Nala – where she'd say to me, I get it. I got it. I'm wrong. Because sometimes I get into like just being a mom and like, I'm going to just ruin your life about okay, that, things. That's amazing. And Nala would say, Mommy, I got it that I was wrong in that. I'm trying to correct it now. And you're not letting me. And I go, Okay, right. So, <laughs> you know, and I'd have to stop. So I, I allow them sometimes to, to, to talk to me as a mother and in, in things that they feel like aren't necessary. I'm always open to talk about things that may not be fair. I'm never like, I said that and that's it. But I try to get them to understand so things are more on their a little bit more on their of their volition.
1: Well, let's talk about this. This is I I find this very fascinating. You have a tremendous amount of wisdom in you. I mean, like we touched about in the beginning, there's probably no more difficult job then to be the spouse of a major celebrity Mm -hmm. and you were for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. And yet you come out of this, I think, with so much grace, but Mm -hmm. also so much internal wisdom. Like you're so grounded and like you come in, like I just feel this aura about you. There's this calmness and confidence. And you can see this because it's evident in the way that you've raised five children, Mm -hmm. But we should also talk about your amazing relationship that I'm sure so many people know the statistics. I mean, most marriages, and I say most because it's a majority, mm-hmm. end in a separation or divorce. As much as we hate to talk about it, that's reality. Mm-hmm. And yet, the, these are people that loved each other for many, many years, and for whatever reason, it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And they've separated. In some situations, there's so much angst and anger and bitterness. But in your situation, I mean, I want to talk about this because I find it to be so brilliant and so simple, Mm -hmm. but so practical. The thing that, as a working mother and being as busy as we are, we're always talking about how can we make things simpler and more practical. But the fact that you and your ex-husband right now live 5 houses apart. I feel that is so brilliant because it's saying to me as a parent looking at this, saying I put my children first. How can I make it so it's easiest on my children? If my father was 5 states away and mm-hmm. he had I had to get on a plane to see my dad every time, I probably wouldn't see my dad that often, right. right? And also for a child that's that's very stressful, and that change is not something that we signed up for. That's right. But I feel, I would love if you could share with us this brilliance, I call it brilliance, I know you didn't, of your relationship with Keenan.
0: Well, it it's now brilliant, but at the time it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was tumultuous, and um, it wasn't necessarily planned like that because you hear the term divorce, and you think about, like it's already antagonistic and bad. And um, so that's already wrong. Thing one, it's not a divorce, especially when you have children. It's a reformatting or reconfiguration of the family.
1: Was it ugly in the beginning?
0: It was disgusting. Mm. It was ugly and nasty. And and part of it is you're just caught up in the word divorce. Sounds like so gruesome. So you're caught up in this gruesomeness. But if someone said, oh, you know, let's reconfigure our family. Let's still care about each other and be friends and be the parents of our children, and still, you know, because it doesn't speak to all of the other, the in-laws and the the shared friends and the the world that you've built. So now everyone is just in this nasty split. So, uh, you know, in-laws are deciding why what they're.
1: Why did you split?
0: Um, five million reasons why anyone splits, not any one reason, but also kind of the natural progression of growing up and growing. And you you don't always know who you're going to be when you're when you like 17 or 18, and then you become a woman. You don't know who you're going to be and how that's going to fit into the relationship. So f- for whatever reasons we, we divorce, I don't want to get into sure. that part of it, but what I knew was that we would built many years of a friendship, my best friend. So imagine your best friend, like wanting to not be together anymore. Mm-hmm. Then you want to just and then it becomes a thing of like you, wanna you, you, you want you to be together because you want you want someone to be there because you want to be there. Right. Yeah. So then you have to figure out, OK, then what are we? Because we're not husband and wife anymore, which is is, you know, it's fine it's if you both are fine with that. Mm-hmm. What are we not? What aren't we? we are parents to these children that we knew mm-hmm. I wanted to always behave in a way that I was proud of. So there were certain things I was really trying not to do. Cause it just like, I think you get into like your ego a little bit and you get into your feelings a little bit more than being practical. So I sound very practical about it now. Mm-hmm. He likely sounds very practical about it now. Um, moving him Us being the distance that we are in the proximity between homes wasn't a calculated decision that this would make the most sense.
1: Oh, this wasn't from the beginning.
0: No, we didn't decide that from the beginning. But in the end, we just made it work. A lot of things weren't working. It was like taking your whole organized life that's working upside down, shaking it up, turning it inside out, and then dumping it out. And then saying, okay, so tomorrow is tomorrow. And you're like, no, but everything is it's upside down, crazy. backwards, upside down, right. backwards and inside out It's not the same tomorrow. It's right. a completely different tomorrow. And I don't even know, you know, where I would go from point A to B and I know how to do that in my sleep. That isn't going to work. <laughs> it's like a minefield that I'm doing that in now. Um, so we had to, like, figure out what we were. And I, re- and I think we both realized, why are we throwing away this friendship? That we have, that we had and we enjoyed so much. And, and our um the thing that kept me, we, we were fighting so much in the beginning, but the thing that kept me from like having an explosion every time was I kept saying, what is the thing that we share reality about? We both love our children. So in the beginning, a lot of the times I'd preface everything else I needed to speak to him about, maybe like something about being divorced or something between us. I'd preface it with something like funny or nice or something about our children. I'd go, oh, you know, it was really funny because I knew he'd have that same reality. And I re- really use that a lot. And then one day I um, realized, like, okay, let me talk to my friend. Because that was always my friend throughout. And I kind of lost my friend in it. And that's what I was really missing. So let me talk to my friend or my old friend or my, you know, let me just speak to that person. Not my my ex-husband, not my children's dad, but just my friend in a way that I would speak to a friend that I had been fighting with for a time. And then once we started to speak to each other in that way, you know, like we were able to like really come back to something that we'd always had which was that we really loved each other and we were really good friends and we had like the we both loved the same thing the thing that we loved most was exactly the same it wasn't like kids it was these kids we both loved more than anything in the world so that was uh <laughs> yeah it was really really helpful and um
1: it's good i mean it's interesting. and it was good for my
0: kids to see because they also got to see us go through it and what i realized
1: is they healthy. never
0: ever ever wanted to be in the middle of anything. So if I ever tried to like mention anything, they they would close their ears about it. Like I don't want to hear one side or the other so at it's, all. So it's it's gotten
1: to a point now where it's it's I call it sheer brilliance mm-hmm. because from what I understand is the five kids spend one week with you mm-hmm. and then one week with
0: dad which is only five doors down mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and they all go together yes I don't take one kid if I take one I might as well take one is is more annoying than five I mean five <laughs> is fun one is like I want to just <laughs> cut my wrist so no we don't do that we don't do like you know a few kids it's five or none and usually when it's five it's like eight or nine because they have their friends <laughs> also but um, now we all love it like they all now um, one of my children was saying to their friends, like, I don't know how you stay with both your parents every (laughs) single day forever. I would go nuts. And and someone said like, oh, it drives me crazy. I don't ever know which house you're at. She goes, they go, can you just stay with both your parents all the time? She goes, no, I would, you know, because at the end of, you know, I, I always call it the sweet spot, like how much time together before it starts to go bad and how much time apart before that starts to go bad. So that's our sweet spot. One week together is, like, enough for us to be kind of on this high of, like, oh, my God, I'm so excited to see you, my favorite people. And then at the end of the week, it, like, gets a little bit, it starts to wane, and you go, not so much. Like, yeah, maybe I need, like, a little bit of quiet time. And they're like, yeah, me too. And they walk down the street, and they go, and it's the same thing, like, wee. Here we are again, <laughs> And then like after a week, like, okay. And it's nice to have, you know, the exact same two houses and a few things are different. They can appreciate, um, they actually get to appreciate their parents as who, for who they are, like as my mom, not my mom with my dad, cause the parents aren't, aren't really like leaning on each other so much. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn the things that he was doing and he had to learn the things that I was doing so they can like really look cleanly and see who does what. What it what are the strengths here and what are the strengths there and what are the you know, what are the weaknesses and really appreciate that and people always ask them like we, we really should have had them like what's and we'll come back maybe sometime yeah, <laughs> we'll for have, sure. all we'll have you we'll have you all here that oh would it's be really brilliant. dynamic it's so dynamic we'll do that sometimes because they have like a tremendous amount to say that's <laughs> that's always really fun
1: i love it i love it well that i i just i i just love this i can just picture picture so let me ask you this
0: so you guys can never move then we can move. We can definitely find two houses. We can definitely move because <laughs> <find> <laughs> they're also just getting older now. So, but uh, you know, and the dynamics sort of change when they get older, and it's still, as much as I, they're my favorite people, and you know, I can't even imagine like. You know, not living life with them. I I told them, even when they get married, we're going to have to be neighbors (laughs) or something. I'm going to be neighbors
1: with them. Well, I want to talk about that also. I mean, that's another thing that I admire. I mean, I followed you briefly on Instagram and whatnot. And we'll make sure that everybody Mm. listening gets those handles. But you have, like, some pretty cool friends.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: your friends are people that we all admire and look up to you I mean you hang out with I just saw you were hanging out with Alicia Keys you got Pharrell you got some pretty incredible friends yeah. I know that they're, they're just your friends but these are like full-blown A-listers and yeah. when you came in here earlier I wanted you to share this on the air because I, f- I, I understand this but I felt like it was so sincere um they're, obviously these are people that everybody wants to get in front of. Yeah, and you has shared with me that you you basically get I mean you've been on the air you've had so much personal success on your own, mm-hmm. and so but these are longtime friends of yours, yes. and I'm sure there's a lot of companies that will come to you like Daphne we could do this with this and can you get Alicia or Pharrell da da and what do you say when that happens?
0: Um, yeah, people sometimes want to use me as the via because I'm a little, you know, I don't have any vias between, you know, if you're my friend and we're, I wouldn't go to your person to speak to you. I'd speak directly to you. So in that these are my friendships and, and I consider, consider them like my family. Um, as an only kid, you like start to make everyone your family. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, the, you know, they really are. I refer to them as my siblings, really. And I just communicate things directly to them I don't go to their people to even though I want to respect those lines but our friendship is with each other and so people feel like they can come to me and just tell them this little thing or you know we have this thing we want to offer to them and it's always amazing and it's always the greatest thing and the it's, best thing ever it's always the best thing ever and they're going to benefit so much but these people have set up communication lines for a reason so that they are streamlined a certain way the agent the manager the you know the all of the people yeah. right all of them for a particular reason and that's because that's what they go to them for mm-hmm. and They're that's the gatekeepers. their hat. that's right mm-hmm. and so they feel like let me bypass that and go to Daphne and my standard line is for those people um, I have an agreement with them to not bring any of this to them This is like I hold a sacred space with them, and I would never speak to them. I literally get phone calls every single day for some of these people, every day. And I would just be sitting there reporting things like, oh, this one wants you to do that, and that one wants you to do this. And some of them will say to me like, oh, you know, if you you think it's a good idea, you always let me know. Like if you think it's something, you know, I, I'm sort of an opinion leader to opinion leaders, I've been called. And so they'll say, if you think, but I don't even want to get in, involved in that. I will still streamline it to the right person. Like, oh, the agent likes, you know, someone called me yesterday and wanted to um, something, this, this big uh, this thing for Alicia Keys to Kiesa, Alicia Kiesa perform at. And I said to her, that sounds really amazing, but I will not take that to her. But I, I will, the manager. Right. I always, I'll get you the number and I let them know like, oh, I, you know, it sounds interesting, but here, expect a call from them or whatever. And that's their job to weed that out. And it's really sort of my role to, to be uh, an escape from that. And that's what's really valued. And they, they know that they can come to me and uh, you know, there are things that they want to talk to me about, or they want to, they want some help with in their life, and they trust me. So the trust is really there because I never violate that. I never put them in harm's way, or I never, um, I never let that other stuff influence me. And obviously, you know, I feel like when when some things are mine and they're appropriate, they're very interested to exchange that flow of power to each other. And they say to me like, "Oh, you know, like for you, my friend, like anyone else, you would share your things about your friendship with them." Mm-hmm. So I keep that, that space really, you know, where maybe someone else I might share that with if they're if they're interested and it's not, you know, things don't come in the same volume where people are coming at you all the time with so many things. It can actually be traffic, and that's the agreement I guess I could say is that I don't want to add traffic to their life. I'm there to be like a different kind of a friend, and, and that's where the the value comes in.
1: Yeah, I can see being your friend would be amazing because you would be, like you had talked about earlier, you would be the vortex. It would be like a calm, relaxed, mm-hmm. I just need a Daphne moment.
0: That's so funny. Yeah, no, people say it all the time. They they just need like a little bit of Daphne time or they'll just come and steal it or like anything. <laughs> like I don't care, I'll like do carpool with you or whatever. <laughs> and for some reason that gets added. But I was going to tell you, I, I always have the intention to... Um, to when I go into a friendship or into someone's space, I feel like they're giving me their time and space. So I wanna um leave intact or better than when I got there. I don't There's wanna a like quote
1: like that, right? Like leave wherever you You go a better place,
0: right? And so I have that intention with every encounter because I can do that. And so just that thought already makes it better. Otherwise, I don't need to spend my time. I mean, it's the most precious thing I have. So if I have a moment to, you know, sometimes I see some people in their in their career or their work, they're just treated like a thing and bypass. And I can just stop for a moment and like really acknowledge that person and thank you so much, thank them so much for their help. So I can. I have the intention for all of my friends or anyone I encounter to leave it just a little bit better than when I got there. I don't have to because I know also I could trample over a situation, too, at that same ability. And, and that's not really the um, what I want to leave the person with.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is beautiful. It almost reminds me a little of Oprah. Oh, really? Yeah, in that's some cool. ways, I, I like mean, her. Yeah, that's I mean, good. that's kind of like, it's like that. There's an there's an incredible wisdom about you, and I I imagine that um, your parents were quite wise.
0: Um, they had some really good basic skills. I'll I'll say they didn't have like any technique that they were doing. They they weren't really that kind of people, but they just did a few. Really right things that I really appreciate, and um, they must be very grounded people, yes, extremely, but um, the biggest thing I could say um one of one of, there are about ten things that they did exceptionally well, and one of them was they they never told me there were things I couldn't do, so I never had the sense that there was anything I couldn't do, and I'm still like that, like I'll go to the store and they'll say, Yeah, we're closed, and I'll go, okay. <laughs> like does that mean you're opening now cuz i'm here or <laughs> but, and, not in a way that's obtrusive or rude but like you know i don't really have the, the that perception that i can't have the things that i want in life like maybe i have to go about it a little bit you know more differently <laughs> but not in a way that um that again is obtrusive and so because they never were like you can't do this or you can't do that and you're supposed to do this and that um you know, I didn't have that, like, a bit of a naivete about things that you weren't supposed to do. Or I couldn't do, made it so that I could do anything and everything, and I could have anything and everything, you know? <laughs> so that was really helpful as well. So what's, what's ahead of the, what, what are you working on now? Um, well, you know, I'm always doing my MK collab, which is my collaboration with Marissa Kinson, who I know you know as well. Um, I'm what? really excited about Oh good. So I mean you're dressed tee. you beautiful today. Is this, this Marissa? Yeah, this is Marissa Kinson as well. I like to wear her all the time. They're really things that I really wear. I don't just promote them. I would never that wouldn't be me. Mm-hmm. If I just was into something that is not real in my life, but it's very real in my life and I um it's so beautiful cuz I needed a way to I was talking to women about the importance of um you know, I'm probably maybe a little bit opposite in that you have a you have a career that you do outside of the home my career what is is and was the home my my wife I mean my husband and my children so Mm -hmm. that's what I always wanted to be a mother and a wife Mm -hmm. and um so that's what I was I didn't see anyone else doing that as a career calling it a career they were like but it is a career Mm -hmm. well they would say but what else like that's not anything and even now people come to me all the time they go what do you do I say I'm a mother and then they don't they like kind of stumble and pause it, like, but what what else? You know, like, there has to be more. And um, so I realized I wanted to talk, like, really talk to women about that role because I feel like in the um, pursuit of, their careers that that has taken like really quite a back seat, and you can see I, you know, I look at everything and I'm saying, um, my children always like tease that their dad says the problem with the world is gluten. <laughs> I always say the problem with the world is mothers not being mothers or women not being I women. completely agree, like, that's what I say. Everything I go, you know, they're like the street lights bro. I'm like, well, if mothers would just be mothers or if women would just be women, <laughs> you know, and, and not necessarily like uh compete with men, but more. More like work together. And, um, so when I'm talking about this women are like, yeah, but I'm a single mom and I don't have this, you know, rich ex-husband who supports me and I don't have this and that. And I, you know, I have to work and I want to work and I want to make my own money and all these things. And I'm like looking around thinking, God, what can, what can women do that, you know, they're not sitting at home baking bread and selling loaves <laughs> of bread and, and still be, you know, not have to choose between being a, a wife and a mother and and having a career. What can they do And this came about? And I was already friends with Marissa and doing some things with her and when I saw that she was reformatting her company I was like, wow, this is exactly what's what's needed. This is this'll allow women to do what they what they want and need and love and 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 have some um you know have a lot of ability and, and not have it, to choose yeah. between between this or that, being a mother or that being a wife or making money, because you know, how yeah. do you choose? Why can't you have it all? So, so I saw that this was like an opportunity where we women could, ha- yeah, the. Um, the way it's set up. So. so what's your store what's your store um called or the, the e-boutique? Yeah. Well it's Daphne Wayans for Marissa kinson.com But oh, very it's cool. also on my website, which is just Daphne Wayans. And um it's so much fun. I feel like I mean I'm I am i am mentoring some women now and how to How to do this. And, uh, you know, sometimes if you say to women like, oh, start your own e-boutique, like the idea of that can be so unconfrontable and scary and this takes that out of it and we're able to help them in a way that empowers them. So I'm very proud of it. Yeah, that's wonderful. And with that,
1: they can look as beautiful as you in a little they way. They can, they can, and they can share it all as well. Yay, I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a complete delight having you. Thank
0: you, it's my pleasure. Yeah, and
1: I, and I hope that we stay in touch because you are just an inspiration.
0: Thank you. You that really will are. That would be my pleasure. I'd love that. Wonderful. Well, with
1: that, I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening with us. I hope that you enjoy this as much as I do. But big thank you to Daphne Wayne for taking time out of her schedule and doing the trek over to Venice Beach. We it's just love having her. And so those of you who want to stay in touch, please do between shows. Uh, you can follow me at WinnieSun.com. I'm really active on Twitter at sungroupwp. WP. But most importantly, Daphne, how do people keep in touch with you and follow all of your new exciting ways?
0: Well, it's very uh, easy. It's just Daphne Wayans. So DaphneWayans.com is my website. Mm -hmm. And I think we're relaunching, so that's exciting. (laughs) And um, and then at Daphne Wayans on Twitter, at Daphne Wayans on Instagram, and Daphne Wayans on Facebook. Great. And do you do your own social media? I do most of it. Very good. I do most of it, so (laughs) I apologize. If if, uh, you reach out, she'll reach back out. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I love (laughs) when people reach out to me. I love Love it so much.
1: Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you so much, and it was awesome talking to you. And with that, we will talk to you next time.
0: Thank you.